Hey, everyone. It's Pastor Mike. Before we get to today's episode, I want to encourage you with another one of our podcasts that take you deeper into God's Word. After listening here, please check out Little Things with Amber L.B. Swenson. Amber's one of our bloggers and writers, and she's amazing at helping you navigate life's challenges by keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus. Amber is a sister in Christ, really mature, really honest, really funny, a really good friend of mine, and I know she's going to encourage you with her message. Just search for Little Things wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We're talking about David this week. Um, The David who took down the giant Goliath and righteously ran from Saul, the current king who was trying to kill him, instead of killing him when he had the opportunity, and eventually became the greatest king in the nation of Israel's history. For all those reasons, I love being called David. That's my name. But if you have a biblical name, then you know this truth about Uh, our heroes in the Bible, uh, most of our good guys are actually bad guys. And David is no different. So David is out one night on his palace roof overlooking the city they now call the city of David. And he sees this beautiful woman bathing down below on her rooftop. And he asks, who is that? And the servant says, well, isn't that Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? You see, there's a reason why the servant knew who this was. Uriah was no nameless private. He was one of Israel's greatest heroes. He was one of David's mighty men. He had risked his life for the king countless times. But David took his wife anyway. And as if David hadn't acted badly enough, then the news came that sent David into a tailspin. Bathsheba sends a telegram with three words, I am pregnant. And at this point in the account, we're screaming at David, just say you're sorry to Uriah, repent, because we know how dangerous sin is. Sin is a terrorist. And every Christian needs to take the United States government approach to terrorists. We don't negotiate with terrorists, we kill them. But David doesn't. He can't. Instead, he tries to call Uriah back from the front lines and get him to sleep with his wife, but Uriah nobly refuses to do that while his men are in the field fighting for Israel. And so David has him killed instead. Coveting, fornication, uh, lying, murder. Why David? Well, that's actually pretty easy. It's because David wanted everyone to see the great, godly, successful king he'd always been instead of the truth. Uh, David didn't want them to see him, not the real him. And we get that, don't we? I probably don't have to convince you that there's often a difference between who you are and who you let people believe you are. You know, are you always the well-put-together person, the person that everybody sees confidently and successfully juggling job and family and responsibilities, or when no one's looking, are you truthfully someone else? Do your friends love a carefully created version of you, or do they really love you? Well, we may be able to fool others, but there is one who sees And God said, the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. That's what the Bible says. How many times could that be said about our lives? So what do you suppose comes next? So God struck down David for his sin? No. And this is the grace I want to point out today. This is God's something for nothing when we don't deserve anything. This is the grace that ought to make our jaws hit the floor, only followed by our knees in worship and praise of our God. The very next line says, So the Lord sent Nathan. It's unbelievable. David had been spitting in God's face for over a year, and God gives him a gift. That's what Nathan means, Nathan the prophet. And why? what was Nathan's goal? 
It wasn't to condemn David to hell. It was to get him to repent so that he could hear the forgiveness of God. The real question in this account is not how could David, but it's really how could God? Has God given you a Nathan in your life? You know, someone who's willing to point out when you're going off the wrong path? Instead of getting offended that somebody is getting into your business, see it from God's perspective and understand their goal. They're not pointing out your sin to show that they're better than you or because they're jealous of you. They're not doing this because they're sadistic and take joy in your pain. They're doing this because they desperately want you to repent and see the forgiveness that is yours from David's greater son. A son not born from an adulterous affair like David and Bathsheba's was but one born generations later from a virgin named Mary. A a son who, like his forefather, knew what it was like to have his bones waste away and groan all day long, not because he was silently carrying his own sins, but because he was publicly carrying the sins of the whole world on the cross until they were all forgiven, even David's sin, even your sin, even my sin. This is the grace greater than all our sin, a grace that seeks what is lost.